Hi guys, welcome to this month's Cancer Together podcast. This is Ellie. The Cancer Together podcast is a safe space for us to share our views on cancer, as well as provide insight from various different speakers. This time we are focusing on the story of Henrietta Lacks. You might not know her story, but her death and her cells may be one of the most important events in medical history. Now, a little about her background. Henrietta Lacks, birth name Loretta Pleasant, was an African-American woman born in 1920 to a family of tobacco farmers in Virginia. At the age of 14, she gave birth to her first child, which would then be followed by another four. In 1941, she married the father of her children and her cousin, David Lacks. Later, they were moved to Maryland, where they were able to purchase a house in Turner Station. She led a fulfilling life and was also a devoted Catholic. However, just a few months after the birth of her last child in 1951, she felt what she described to her cousins as a knot in her womb. Her cousins wondered if she was pregnant again. However, she knew it felt different. At that time, only one hospital in the area was willing to accept black patients, which was John Hopkins Hospital. She went to get checked. Her doctor, Howard W. Jones, found a mass on her cervix, which she took a biopsy of. She was diagnosed with an epidermid carcinoma, also known as a squamous cell carcinoma. She had cancer. Squamous cells get their name from the Latin word squama, meaning scale, as they are flat and thin in shape. Uh, epidermid carcinomas are the most common type of vaginal cancer and form at first in the lining of the vagina, but can also metastasize or spread to the lungs, liver, and bone. However, some 20 years later, doctors actually realized they had misdiagnosed Henrietta and her tumors were actually adenocarcinomas. Adenocarcinomas are another type of cancerous tumor that develops from the epithelial cells and often originates or takes on the characteristics of glands, or perhaps both. As you might have heard, during the 19th and 20th century, black people were disproportionately selected for test trials of new drugs or treatments, which were often very cruel and unethical. At that time, many believed that black people could not feel pain to the extent of white people, a view that is not only archaic, but also plain wrong, by the way. Many surgical trials were completed without anesthesia or any intention of actually treating the patient, and regularly led to the death of said patient. Her general lack of regard for black lives is extremely disheartening. If you are curious or wish to learn more about these trials, then I suggest searching up the Tuskegee syphilis study, which is just one example. Anyways, you might be wondering, was Henrietta Lacks misdiagnosed because of her race? Quite possibly, but was it responsible for killing her, or was it just another case of medical malpractice? It was certainly medical malpractice, but not responsible for killing Henrietta. In their 50s, mistaking an adenocarcinoma for an epidermal carcinoma was a common mistake and the treatment would not have differed. The treatment in question was the insertion of radium tubes into her vagina to offer localised radiation therapy of the tumour. I know this might sound quite far-fetched, but a modernised version of this treatment is still used to battle cancer today and is now known as brachytherapy. During this period of treatment, Two samples of Henrietta cells were taken from her cervix without her knowledge, one of the healthy cells and another of the cancerous cells. Unfortunately, despite months of treatment, Henrietta sadly passed away on October 4th, 1951, in hospital. She was just 31 years old. She was buried in an unmarked grave. Now, 
At that time in John Hopkins, there was a cancer researcher by the name of George Otto Guy, spelled G-E-Y, who was trying to grow cells and tissue. All of his previous experiments had failed to live past a few days, however. Henrietta cells were also given to Guy, where he and his assistant started the process of culturing her cells without much hope. For some reason, Henrietta's cancerous cells were extremely aggressive and reproduced at an incredible rate. The cell line was labelled HeLa after the first two letters of the patient's first and last names. To add insult to injury, as Henrietta's story was beginning to be discovered, many journalists initially reported her name wrong and usually as Helen Lane. Hila was the first line of immortal cells to be developed, and Guy sent samples to other researchers for them to use in experiments. An immortal cell line was groundbreaking and would go on to help many different scientists improve and develop modern-day medicine. Hila's uses ranged from helping to develop the polio vaccine to gene mapping. Her cells were also the first human cells to be successfully cloned. Today, there are almost 11,000 patents using HeLa cells and 60,000 articles written about research done on HeLa cells. However, these cells were initially taken without Henrietta or her family's permission or even knowledge, leading to many controversial and ethical debates about who the cells actually belonged to. In the 50s, there were no laws or requirements for doctors to inform patients about any taken cells or the usage of them. Furthermore, cells were often taken without the patient's knowledge. You can imagine Henrietta's family surprise then when they started to get calls about donating blood to research why Henrietta's cells grew at the rate they did or when they finally found out about her cells being mass-produced. Even after the Lax family found out, reporters and other scientists continued to fail at asking the family for permission to publish Henrietta's name or even her medical records on uh, articles and scientific reports. Despite the scale of healer production, Henrietta's family and children never received any financial compensation and lived with barely any access to healthcare. Now, the Lax family no longer looks for money. Instead, according to Henrietta's granddaughter, Jerry Lax Y, they merely, quote, want scientists to acknowledge that healer cells came from an African-American woman with flesh and blood, who had a family and who had a story. The Henrietta Lacks case influenced a law to be passed in 1981 called the Common Rule, which enforces informed consent of patients and doctors. So, what do you guys think about Henrietta Lacks' story? Personally, I believe that from my perspective of someone who lives in the 21st century and has knowledge about 21st century medical standards and laws, the doctors of course should have informed Henrietta before taking any samples. However, I also understand that in the 50s, such practice was uncommon, in fact, barely heard of. If you want to know more about Henrietta's childhood, family, the debate over cells, or even how race played a part, then please check out Rebecca Skloot's book, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Don't also forget to check out Cancer Together's blog, as well as the other amazing podcasts by my team and leaders to hear more about our tape of cancer and its consequences on the world. Thanks guys and that's all for today.